Chapter 4, Cynicism versus Maturity. When I tell most people about my origin story, they write it off as some naive and childish attempt to explain the world around me in the simplest of terms. What they are missing is the value that seeing the world through the lens of a child can offer. I have found that childlike qualities, powered by wisdom of age, can provide the fastest way to become super. Before I move on, I want to clarify that I define cynicism as jaded and without hope. Most of us know the kind of people that are cynical. They are the kind of people that seem to always assume the worst. These people can be brilliant because they question everything presented to them. But once they gain new information, they seem to immediately frame it within the assumption that everything is out for themselves. And knowing this is some kind of unique and accurate perspective. That is somehow a higher knowledge. When I started to tell people I was moving to L.A. to make it an entertainment, cynical people began to come out of the woodwork. People that barely knew me would sit me down and tell me how hard it was going to be to live in Los Angeles and make it in the film industry, and how I shouldn't chase that dream. They didn't ask me questions, uh, but immediately offered advice. And I understand that these people were just trying to spare me the heartache of disappointment. Still, it wasn't helpful when they expressed doubt and hopelessness and felt it was the mature and thus smarter way to live life. Don't get me wrong. It is hard to move to Los Angeles. It is competitive and more complex than I ever could have imagined. Acknowledging the realities of a situation is not being cynical. I want to make that very clear. Acknowledging the realities of a situation is not being cynical. Refusing to recognize the possibilities of a situation is being cynical. I knew moving to L.A. would be hard. I knew the entertainment industry was competitive, corrupt, and would likely chew me up, spit me out, and never look back. I wasn't ignoring those facts. I wasn't pushing reality aside. No, I was preparing for the likely existence and hoping I could overcome it. Some say acknowledging reality is maturity. And I agree. But if your development stops there, it will lead you to safety and with it boredom. I say striving to hope for a better reality is more challenging, but it's a maturity that leads to the happiness and satisfaction. I'm going to tell you a secret that all adults know, but we don't tell anyone under the age of like 25. None of us know what we are doing. It's true. Before you turn 30, you go through a series of phases of maturity. The first phase is the teenage phase. It's that in-between time when you aren't a kid, but you aren't an adult either. And in an effort to figure yourself out, you leave behind things you loved as a kid and try to be what you think adults are. Then there's the college phase. Everyone goes through this phase, whether in an actual academic college or the college of life itself. It's something when you start to realize that you don't know everything. So you do everything you can to learn as much as you can to feel like you know what you're doing. Lastly, there's the acceptance phase. This happens for most people in their late 20s. I call it the acceptance phase because it's when you accept the fact that you may never actually know what you're doing. You have seen enough and interact with enough people to understand that no one really knows the best way to happiness and success. Adulting is just guessing. Some guess better than others, and you make more educated guesses as you get older. You get better at it, but you quickly start to understand that you can't prevent what the world will throw at you. I've worked really hard to have an influence on the world around me, 
But no matter how much power I gain, I am still subject to the villainous events that life will, not can, but will, throw at me. Cancer, getting laid off, natural disasters, death, time, etc. The Pope, Elon Musk, LeBron James, and you are all equally subject to these aspects of life. Now, if you've been paying attention, you know that I'm not one to merely point out the harsh realities of life and leave it there. In fact, if this book stopped here, I would be as cynical as any grumpy old man. But that's not the point. So, why am I talking about how hard life can be? Because it helps us understand why so many people are as cynical and hopeless as they are. The qualities of a child are incredible. They make us vulnerable. Hope, optimism, creativity, meekness, humility, all of these qualities make us susceptible to the inevitable villains of the world. If you open your heart in humility and ask that girl out, but she turns you down, that leaves a mark. It's much easier to shut yourself off to those feelings and not take that chance. If you hold on to hope and optimism for a raise at work and do everything you can to earn that raise, but things outside of your control keep that from you, it's devastating. It's much easier to assume that a raise will never come because a corrupt greed or uh, corporate issues to just kind of explain away the pain. These heartbreaking moments get bigger and bigger as you get older and older. Suddenly, it's not a dinner date, but an interview that will decide the financial future for your entire family. Before long, those childlike attributes of hope, optimism, and humility are as foreign to you as the opportunities they can bring. It's an instinct. Protect your emotional self by never hoping for a better reality. We shield ourselves from the hardships of the world so often that we have a word for it. Cynicism. The older we get, the more we protect ourselves through cynicism. The more you do something, the better you get at it. If this is the case, the older we get, the more cynical we can become. The problem here is that maturity is so often attached to the age of an individual. So, by accident... We, as a culture, have equated maturity to cynicism. If the majority of people become cynical as they get older, that must mean that maturity equals cynicism. We have to be active and deliberate in redefining the word maturity. Trying to change this definition can be a lot. So let me give you some real-world examples of what I mean. Let's go back to the thoughtless anecdotes that enter adult conversations more often than not. Phrases I heard mature adults say as tools to keep childlike attributes from making them vulnerable. Same shit, different day. A classic. This saying clearly sets up the expectation that everything today is gonna suck. Everything tomorrow is gonna suck. And guess what? The day after that? suck. It's easier to expect the day to suck than actually hope it might be better than the day before. That way, if the day does suck, you can say, uh -huh, I knew it, and move on. But if you hope for a better day and it still ends up sucking, it can hurt a lot more. If you ain't crying, you ain't trying. Probably my least favorite of these sayings, I think this is the most toxic little seven words you can, you can and will often still hear in work and school. It communicates that it will become difficult if you become invested in something. 
It implies that effort is measured by misery. Let's think about that for a second. Effort is measured by misery. This happens all the time. Good things take effort. Great things take even more. Effort can bring a lot of hardships. Because of this correlation, we have fallen into this trap of thinking effort equals misery. The more miserable we are, the harder we are trying. One of my favorite talks ever given by a religious leader comes from Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf, titled Of Things That Matter Most. He talks about the problems with overwhelming ourselves because the world teaches us that being busy means we are doing something right. He says, One of the characteristics of modern life seems to be that we are moving at an ever-increasing rate, regardless of turbulence or obstacles. Let's be honest. It's rather easy to be busy. We, all think up a we can all think up a list of tasks that will overwhelm our schedules. Some might even think that their self-worth depends on the length of their to-do list. They flood the open spaces in their time with lists of meetings and minutiae, even during times of stress and fatigue. Because they unnecessarily complicate their lives, they often feel increased frustration, diminished joy, and too little sense of meaning in their lives. It is said that any virtue, when taken to an extreme, can become a vice. Overscheduling our days will certainly qualify for this. There comes a point where milestones can become millstones and ambitions albatrosses around our necks. End quote. Sometimes going after what you want will be hard enough that you will cry. But as a general rule, if you are consistently crying while you're trying, then it's time to reevaluate the situation. Mondays, am I right? All reliable. Similar to same shit, different day, but indefinitely more depressing. This one makes their life the villain. Like their Mondays are keeping them from happiness. This communicates that every week is so difficult that we are powerless against it. That Mondays like this will come no matter what. So we all accept that they suck and just have to live with it. Again, this makes perfect sense. The world is complicated. Disappointment can be soul-crushing. So we have created this narrative to protect ourselves. But what happens when we rewrite that narrative? Let's take another look at these sayings. Instead of, same shit, different day, what if we said, more of the same, but it's a brand new day? I don't want to lie to you. There will be more of the same. Zemo never really goes away, but that doesn't have to be a bad thing. The childlike attribute this communicates is wonder. Anything can happen on any day. How incredible of a thought is that? Like, life will throw hardships at you, but it'll also throw blessings and surprises that you love. Instead of, if you ain't crying, you ain't trying, how about you say, if it was easy, I wouldn't be growing. Again, maturity is not ignored, ignoring the reality. Things will be hard. Things may even make you cry, but they're still worth doing. You do them to grow and to build something for the future. So this new saying acknowledges the hard and communicates why it's worth it. And lastly, I'm not going to change the saying. Instead, I'm going to suggest a simple tone change. See if you can spot it. This is going to be a lot easier to, to hear over audio. But <clears throat> instead of... Mondays, am I right? How about Mondays, am I right? Replacing that question mark with an exclamation point. Celebrate Mondays. Don't make them your villain. Make them your friend. New week, new opportunities, and a thousand new changes for happy things to happen. 
Now, something to understand is if you go to school or work and start clapping your hands about how happy you are that it's Monday, you will have very few people to eat lunch with. But the mentality rings true. Your mentality is based on the words you tell yourself. So be intentional with how you see the world around you. Don't be afraid to get your hopes up. Actually, it's fine to be afraid, but be brave and take the chance anyway. That's what invites opportunity. When you do this, remember that to many people, cynicism equals maturity. So the reverse of that is true as well. The less cynical someone is, the more immature they seem. So if you openly use those sayings or correct people when they are being cynical, you will likely be told you are immature or naive. I get told it all the time. That's why I've been told I'm naive for choosing to see the world as full of hope in the way superheroes are full of hope. I've had entire conversations with people I love and respect about how I won't be taken seriously if I keep shouting my love for superheroes from the rooftops. How I am not fully developed in my perspective of the world. The assumption is made that I haven't experienced enough of the villainous side of the world that it is inevitably lurking to gobble me up and my naivety up. Many of these people believe that when you truly know that the world, what the world is like, you'll inevitably de develop the same cynical worldview that they have. And until you are as cynical as they are, you are not fully mature. Ooh, if you will allow me to vent for a second. I'm hoping this is a safe space. Those cynical and self-righteous people who believe you are naive and silly for having hope are so hard to handle for me. I can't even express how little patience I have for those kinds of people. They are my kryptonite. I know I'm supposed to love everyone, but they, woof, do they just really test my patience. I will fight to my dying breath that those people are far from mature. It feels like those people have given up and are impossible to talk to because if you are optimistic about the world, you are delusional. To those people, hope and naivety are synonyms. <sighs> I know that life is hard. Understanding how difficult and complex the world can be is an essential part of growing up. Inevitably, there will be hardships beyond what you can comprehend right now. People are usually selfish and operating in their own self-interest. Acknowledging the resistance life will throw at you is essential to maturing, but it doesn't stop there. I've boiled down my belief of maturity into three sentences. It's what I live by and feel I can rely on. It has become a mantra, a beacon, and an understanding that can alter my day. I offer it up to you to use however you see fit. Naivety is hoping without understanding reality. Cynicism is understanding reality without hoping. Maturity is hoping while understanding reality. The best way to gain an understanding of reality is through experience. The best way to gain hope is by never letting go of it in the first place. Cynicism is not maturity. Maturity is using the wisdom of age to choose to look at life through the lens of youthful optimism. <laughs>